Good morning and good Chodesh. Today being the 30th of Shvat is Rosh Chodesh Adar, a time of great joy. Mishinichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha, it's a mitzvah to increase our joy, and joy brings blessings and brings reason to be joyous. Today's Tanya portion, 127, 128, about three-quarters of the way down the page. The subject matter here in the middle of chapter 29 is sometimes a person goes through a stage or a state of apathy. Nothing moves him. A person cannot become emotionally moved towards anything towards anything spiritual. It's like a frozen heart. Apathetic. What should a person do? Although we talked earlier about the importance of joy, and that we have to serve God with joy, but sometimes if a person finds that he can't become spiritually motivated, and he can't arouse a love of Hashem or a fear of Hashem, he has to have a talk with himself. Because the reason usually is that the person indulged too much in pampering the animal soul, in pampering the body. And when we pamper the body too much, the soul freezes. So therefore, a person should realize that although a tzaddik, the real essence of the tzaddik is the godly soul, and like Hillel the Great, who said to his students, I have to go perform a kindness to the poor, downtrodden, poverty-stricken thing. And they said, who's that? What's that? And he said, my body. Hillel spoke of his body as a foreign object, because Hillel was his godly soul. Most of us are not our godly soul. Most of us are our animal soul. Most of us are our vital soul. Primarily, the average human being, even the Benini, is primarily his vital soul, his animal soul, primarily interested in bodily needs. The godly soul is housed within it. And therefore, when we can't connect to our godly soul, because we've become cold and frozen and apathetic and unable to be spiritually moved, what do we need to do? So he brings down the teaching of the head of the school of Torah in the Garden of Eden on high in Gan Eden. That just as a log, which you put into the fireplace, if it doesn't catch, what do you do? You take it out and you chop it up into smaller pieces. Sometimes our bodily pursuits have to be chopped up into smaller pieces. We have to have a talk with ourselves and address our own self. And who are we speaking to? We're speaking to our animal soul and say, hey, what are you doing? You should become more involved in the good and the godly. That's the gist of what we learned earlier. Now, in yesterday's portion, he said, even if somebody finds that right now his lifestyle is a correct one, he should think of the sins of his youth. And in God's eyes, although God forgives when we repent, but transgressions are forever because time Moves at the same time, God transcends time. Now he says, Even someone who is innocent of serious transgressions in his youth, even his youth was godly, 
and he still feels frozen. When I, when I visited Alaska many years ago, I was brought out to Alaska for a, a, a lecture tour many years ago. And the, I was met by some members of the community. They said, welcome to the land of the frozen chosen. <laughs> so if a person finds that he's from the frozen chosen, he should put to heart, set to heart, to perform the teachings of the Holy Zohar. Lihiya is to be mimore de from the people who keep tally. We should be a bean counter. We should be a person who's always taking inventory. We should know what we have. We don't mean financially, but we mean that a person should make a spiritual tally. He should issue a spiritual statement. He should do a spiritual audit. If a person feels that he's pure and godly, then let him do an audit. Let him think about all of the many thoughts, and all of the speech, and all of the deeds, which passed by, and he experienced from the moment he became a conscious existing human being, Ad to this day, and do an audit and see if those were godly thoughts, if that were they were godly speech, if they were godly actions, or not. Did they all emanate from the side of holiness, from the good and the godly? Or did many of them emanate from this side of impurity, God forbid? Meaning that a person should do an audit, and should enumerate kol hamachshaves all of the many thoughts vadiburim and the speech vamaisim and the deeds that he experienced asherol hashem hema that were not godly vilirtseini that were not consistent with God's will vilavedosi they were not in service of God's service but they were other they were alien they were outside that spectrum. This is the meaning of Loshin, the expression Sitra Achra. Why in Kabbalah and Hasidus do we refer to impurity as Sitra Achra? It's the other side. It's not this side, it's the other side. It's outside. Earlier in chapter 6, this is known, whenever a person thinks sacred, saintly, holy thoughts, Nasa, the entire person, becomes Merkova, a chariot, Boezu at that time, Lehecholis Hakdusha for the chambers and vegetables of holiness, Shemehen Mushpois Machshabas Alolo, from which flow these thoughts. So when a person is engaged in thinking holy thoughts, a person is thinking about a teaching of Torah, a person is thinking about a teaching of, about, of a mitzvah, a person is doing an act of kindness, and thinking about it and working his way through the plan, then a person becomes permeated with holiness. And the entire person becomes a vehicle, a merkava, a chariot to holiness. What's the meaning of a vehicle? What's the meaning of a chariot? It has no will of its own. If your car has a will of its own, it's being recalled, I can tell you that. 
And this has nothing to do with American or foreign. It's just a fact that if your car has a will of its own, it's being recalled. A car has to do what the driver wants it to do. Car and driver magazine. When we are permeated with a thought of a mitzvah, when we're engaging in Torah speech, when we're engaging in mitzvahs, we, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, become a chariot to God. What's the difference? We learned earlier. They are permanently a chariot to God. We are for the duration. But unfortunately, the flip side, the opposite is also true. That when a person engages in a negative thought or a negative speech or a negative deed, Nasa Merkovat becomes an impure chariot at that moment, for the vegetables and chambers of impurity, from where all negative thoughts come, negative speech, and negative deeds. So we become a chariot to our thoughts, to our speech, to our deeds. And therefore, if a person has no reason to have a tough talk with himself because he's been a good guy, let him think through the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years of his life, where his thoughts were, where his speech was, where his deeds were, were they by and large godly, or was there a lot of alien stuff in there? And I don't mean from Mars. Now the Alter Rebbe concludes this chapter of Tanya with another thought. A person should set another thing he should take to heart. Person should think about the Altareb is about to say his dreams. What do we dream about? Do you know that a tzaddik dreams about godly revelation? Do you know that a tzaddik dreams and sees answers to his Torah questions? Do you know that a tzaddik dreams spirituality? What does the average person dream about? Many of us have nightmares. Bad dreams, silly dreams, absurd dreams, confusing dreams, terrorizing dreams. Why do we have these dreams? In fact, there's a whole long section in the Tractate of Brochus which deal with dreams. When we study the Tractate of Brochus, it's fascinating. But the fact of the matter is that dreams tell a story. What story do they tell? Says the Alter Rebbe, a person should also take to heart. Let him examine the vast majority of his dreams. Shehem Hevel, they are folly, they're narishkite, they're permeated with evil spirits, scary stuff. Why should a person dream scary stuff? Why should a person dream negative stuff? You know why? Because when a person goes to sleep, their soul is supposed to ascend on high to be recharged. In the big battery heaven in the sky. But if a person didn't have a meaningful spiritual day, his soul is not permitted to go in. He doesn't have the toll money. You have to have the mitzvahs of the day to let you come in. Or what they call it, a speed pass. Kameshikosov, as it says, Miyale Bahar Hashem, who can ascend up the mountain of God? Niki Chapayim, only someone who has clean hands. 
If we don't have clean hands, they don't let you in. They're looking for a palm print. You don't give them the palm print, zaygezunt. The inun, and this represents sitrin bishin, the negative impure stuff. Asin, they come. So the negative energies come and cleave to him. So that instead of ascending on high and being recharged spiritually, a person becomes overtaken with negative evil energies. And they inform him in his dreams of worldly stuff. Worldly stuff very often that makes no sense. Or the Zimnin, and sometimes the Chaychun Bey, sometimes they mock him. And they show him Mili Shekhar false things. And they torment him in his dreams. As it says in Zohar Vayikra, and he brings the page, Ayin Shom Barichas, look there at great length. So therefore, the fact that a person has these type of dreams is proof positive. We don't have to go any further. That his day was not a meaningful day, permeated with constant good thoughts, good speech, good deeds, Torah thoughts, Torah speech, Torah deeds, mitzvah thoughts, mitzvah speech, mitzvah deeds. If it was, his dreams would be of a different elk altogether. End of Tanya portion. Good day and good Chodesh.